man, it has been one long trek to get back together here, yes? Woo! And uh, grateful. And um, man, it's just so good to be here in this room with you again. I, I have sat here many times in the last year, like in this empty room, just like feeling how it shouldn't be empty. And I like prayed and sometimes I cried and I just held you all in love, knowing that the day would come when we would be back, feeling grateful for how connected we felt even when we weren't together in this room. And I'm so grateful though that this, this day is here and we get to be here together. Hi. Hi. Uh, so we're here together. I want you to know that it's been 490 days since we were in this room together. Can you believe that? Like almost 500, almost there. And uh, it was, so it was one year and about four months ago. Were you here that last Sunday when we were here together? Were you? Yeah. It was March 1st, 2020. And I remember how we all like took a step back from each other. We're like, just kind of, we didn't hug and like there's lots of hand sanitizer. So even then we knew we were starting to take precautions. Uh, and you may not, it may have been longer than 490 days for some of us, or some of us, like, this is our first time here, or some of us may have never been here. When we were here last, 490 days ago, it was the first Sunday of Lent. We had just had Ash Wednesday. If you'd been here, we had this, like, really awesome tactile interactive experience of forming clay figures, so getting our hands messy as we remembered that we are formed in ash and clay and dust and breathed into by God to live this wild and precious life that we have and one day to return to clay and ash and dust that we were formed from. And we made these clay figures, these people that we would place in the world, like ready to be melted away by the rain and the weather that would come, just a small scale embodiment of what our lives are like, right? To dust we will return. So that was Ash Wednesday, and then we were here, it was Sunday, and we kicked off Lent, and it was our last worship together in person. And now, we're gonna actually, we're gonna return to the same biblical text that we read on that last Sunday we were together, 490 days ago, on that first Sunday of Lent. To hear it again, kind of bookending our experiences of being apart as we find ourselves now, in, in many ways, you know, coming to the other side of COVID, okay? So I invite Brianna up to read for us. This is Matthew 4, 1 through 11. You can stand right here. Or, yep, or right there. Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11 from the inclusive version. Then Jesus was led into the desert by the Spirit to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus was hungry. Then the tempter approached and said, If you are the only begotten, command these stones to turn into bread. Jesus replied, Scripture has it. We live not on bread alone, but on every utterance that comes from the mouth of God. Next, the devil took Jesus to the holy city, set him on the parapet of the temple, and said, if you are the only begotten, throw yourself down. Scripture has it. God will tell the angels to take care of you. With their hands they will support you, that you may never stumble on a stone. Jesus answered, Scripture also says, do not put God to the test. The devil then took Jesus up a very high mountain and displayed all the dominions of the world in their magnificence, promising, all these I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. At this, Jesus said to the devil, away with you, Satan. Scripture says you will worship the most high God. God alone will you adore. At that, the devil left and angels came and attended Jesus. Thank you.
This scene, right? We know this scene of Jesus in the wilderness. And it is always a great text for that first Sunday of Lent. Uh, And it's also good for us to return to this wilderness time of Jesus uh, in our current moment right now too. Though we may not have seen a physical tempter, a devil speaking to us in the last 490 days, we certainly have been taunted and tested by so many things. The fears of getting covid the, fear, the fearing that our kids or our parents or our friends would get COVID, the threat of food and supply shortages, the loss of jobs, the loss of homes, the threat of people, right? Like for the first time, I've just felt so unsafe, like, ooh, like to be around people that was a threat to my health. The spike of home costs and inflation, the impossible demands of working and schooling kids at home and just doing all of it at home all day, every day the political volatility we've lived through, all the things that became political things when it was like, can't this just be a love of neighbor thing, right? The astounding awakening to fight white supremacy, engage in anti-racism and racial justice. So 490 days of like, so much, right? It was a lot, so much. Like the devil poked Jesus with these three if questions that were intended to undermine his sense of self as beloved of God, his sense of mission, really his sense of everything, so too has been our wilderness time of COVID. Do you feel that too? Can you feel that? I can see you. Can you give me like, no, I don't. Yes, I do. Okay. I can actually see you. So I want you to hear that what you have been living through the last 490 days is wilderness. Desert. You have been lost tested. And I'm standing here today to tell you that you made it. You made it. You did. I know that because you are here, right? (laughs) We've made it this far. And yes, you know, there's the Delta variant. There are other reasons that we're still sort of in it too, but we can breathe a little easier as vaccination rates take off, as a vaccine for kids is in the works as we have the chance to be together and get like all the good things that we need. And so there's that relief, there's hope, there's change, there's more normal. All this is either happening or at least it feels possible. Can you breathe just like that sigh of relief with me and be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. You are making it through the wilderness. As we hold then this story of Jesus in the wilderness, again, as we did 490 days ago, Remember with me how we read it in March 2020. We looked at the flow of the larger narrative of Matthew. Just prior to this text that we just heard, Jesus is baptized by John in the River Jordan where the Spirit descends and God speaks, naming Jesus as beloved. And then as Brianna just read for us, he's led by the Spirit. He falls the Spirit into the desert wilderness. He's alone and starving. He faces three tests. Then on the other side, right after those 40 days, Jesus gets at it, beginning his work of justice and wholeness and inclusive love. So you can see how these 40 days, this is how we said it in March 2020, these 40 days to the wilderness are 40 days that form Jesus, connecting the dots between who he is as beloved and who he is to be in the world. The wilderness forms Jesus into who he is and what he is to do. 
So our sermon series in March 2020 called Through the Wilderness, we walked with Jesus through his 40 days as our 40 days of wilderness and during Lent so that we could learn from the challenges and tests that Jesus faces in the wilderness. Little did we know that our wilderness would be not 40 days, but more than 490 days, right? Through the wilderness of COVID, being lost and tested on a global scale. And so now, as we are finally here today, emerging out of wilderness, we don't want to miss the chance to learn from the challenges and tests we faced in this wilderness time of ours. And though we feel so ready to just like sprint out of this wilderness and never look back, right? Could it be that these 490 days actually in their own way connect the dots between who we are as beloved and what we are to do in the world? Could it be that the wilderness of COVID is forming us into who we are and what we are to do? Spoiler alert, the answer is yes. (laughs) Because this is what God does, right? This, in the midst of wilderness times, this is our God of resurrection at God's best. Our God of new possibilities and second, third, and fourth chances. Our God who, out of the ashes of death and suffering, wilderness always forms something new and breathes life into it. It's the death and resurrection patterned life that we live as folks who follow this way of Jesus. The resurrected and resurrecting one. Death gives way to life. So does wilderness. Not necessarily life-shaped in the ways that we thought it would be, which can be so hard, but it's life. This is why we're going to spend today and the next three Sundays of July reflecting on what we want to carry out with us from this wilderness time of COVID. We made it. Therefore, God must have done some good stuff in us, yes? And so we're going to bring our curiosity and ask God together to help us see what God has been up to. We're going to pay attention to the practices that we've discovered. Like, what did you do that mattered to you? And we'll listen to our bodies. What did your body need? And did you let it do or have what it needed? What was that like? Our bodies have done so much to walk us through this pandemic, weathering unprecedented global grief, loss, trauma, isolation, and tragedy. And through it all, these phenomenal bodies of ours have learned so much as God has been doing what God does in us in wilderness. So the question we'll ask together is simply this, what has saved you during COVID? which may still be saving you now, right? What has served you well as you trekked the wilderness of COVID? It's like we're stopping to assess what's in our backpack, right? We're taking a peek inside, figuring that as we trekked the path through COVID, we did what we could to survive. So we ended up, whatever ended up being carried with us in our pack as it must be life-saving, soul-nourishing, to the point that these are practices or tools we want to keep with us, at least some of it. I mean, there's some stuff that I'm, I'm happy to leave behind, but what's the stuff that we want, do want to carry with us? To make it this far, we must have some good stuff that has helped us survive. So let's ask God about it and not lose them. And when I say like tools and practices, 
I'm not necessarily talking about the kinds of things you'd see on a resume or you'd boast about on social. So like for me, during COVID, I did not start baking sourdough bread. Some people did. Was that you? If you did, awesome. I did not manage like a home renovation project. If that was you, well done. Uh, Like for me, there's no new like side hustle. There's zero new like COVID skills or hobbies that I acquired. I did not even like tackle the piles of like stuff and boxes I've been meaning to sort through for forever. I did not finally hang things on my wall. I did not tackle the kids' baby books. I'm sorry, children. Uh, Like all these things that I like have been like for me, being home did not mean I was more productive. If anything, I'm like farther behind in life than I was before, which I will admit, like, I feel guilty about that sometimes. I feel like, man, I mean, I was at home this whole time. I should have done like so much, right? And I did do so much, but it was not on like this list of flourishing productivity. It was what I had to do to survive. And I can see how there are ways that I grew through this And so I want to pay attention to what saved me, what I've learned, what has actually been blessing me through this time. And I want you to know that about yourself too. I wonder what saved you, how you grew. He must live in this neighborhood. Like Harley guy drives by like every time we have the garage doors open. I just love him. I wonder how you grew And your answer can absolutely be, in the weeks to come, as we tackle this, you can be sourdough bread, totally sourdough baking soda. You know, it can be the home renovation project. You can have been productive. That's awesome. Or it can also be that, like, you ate a Snickers for lunch every day. Or, you know, you slept 14 hours at night. Or you bought takeout from local restaurant owners, both to keep them afloat and also because dinner kept happening every day and that felt like too much to do every day. That may be autobiographical for me. Um, Or you did cook every day and you realized how much you love it. Or you started reading novels again. Or you found the gift of Schitt's Creek or Ted Lasso or The Mandalorian. I found all three. So this month, we stopped to pay attention to what has saved and served us through the wilderness of COVID. Because although, God willing, we won't be in a global pandemic again anytime soon, This isn't the last wilderness of our lives. What we've learned is hard fought and hard won, spiritual formation. We can choose to see it and carry this learning forward with us, walking it into the next season of our lives, including facing all the bumps of like re-entry right now, right? Even as we're like emerging, coming out of wilderness, like we did it, it also feels really hard still, or maybe hard in a new way. Are you experiencing that? I am. This isn't the same world it was 490 days ago. So many things are forever changed because of COVID. And we aren't the same as we were 490 days ago. So we're navigating how we relate to all these things that are different that while we are different too, which is why we wanna name what we've learned and keep what has served us to help us through this next wilderness. Yes? Yes. Are you with me? Yes. So to close our time today and really kick us off into this journey, I invite you into this question that comes to us within this text that we've just read from Matthew 4. In his wilderness time, Jesus is attended by angels, right? 
whom God sends to take care of his needs. So it is for us in our wilderness times, whether a global pandemic or diagnosis or illness, depression, isolation, being without home or without a job, breakup or heartbreak, we too can look for how we are cared for by God. God shows up to give Jesus what he needs. And so we ask together, so here's the question. How has God shown up in your wilderness of COVID and cared for you? How has God shown up in your wilderness of COVID and cared for you? And this likely is really a question about in whom, through whom has God showed up to care for you? Really, we're asking, who are your COVID angels? For me, I think of many ways in which God cared and tended to my needs. Uh, like back in January, my post-concussion syndrome uh, symptoms were really spiking, and folks showed up and brought meals for us to carry us through. Absolutely, angels. I think of my mom, who three mornings a week has spent an hour on FaceTime with our first grader to coach him through a phonics program to help him learn to read while Jason and I were busy working at home. Angel, who have been your angels? We've had them. And we know that because we made it. Thank you, God, for that. And thank you, God, that we get to be together in person and at home again. So as you hold this question of your COVID angels, and as we get ready to sing, let's pray, okay? I invite you to open your hands. As we just say, God, we're here. We thank you that we have made it this far through the wilderness. We are weary, and we're hopeful. And we thank you for those whom you led to us to save and serve us through the wilderness time of COVID. So today, we especially hold space to thank you for the angels that tended to our needs, the big and little moments and connections that helped us and encouraged us, whether a neighbor or a friend, a coworker, a stranger, that essential worker at the grocery store, that helper at the library. We continue to take time now to let those people rise in our hearts, and we hold them with thanks to you. And we thank you once again that we are here together. And it feels so good, even as it feels so different. So thank you that you are with us as we walk together out of this wilderness with you. Amen? Amen.